Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, it's Brian Thomas. Happy to welcome and thank you for coming back to the 55 KRC Morning Show. Lieutenant Governor John Houston. John, good to have you on the program today. Welcome back, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me. Great to talk with you. Last couple of times we've talked, this subject matter comes up, and it comes up regularly on the morning show. People are calling about it, fraud, waste, and abuse in uh, health care. And uh, we've had a few conversations previously about Medicaid fraud in Ohio, and our concern is any dollar spent in fraud, waste, or abuse is a dollar that's not there for any one of the seemingly unlimited number of programs <laughs> that people want government to take care of or otherwise fund. Um, any developments on going after, clawing back some of these dollars, prosecutions? Where are we on this particular topic, Lieutenant Governor Houston? Well, yeah, there's a lot of efforts going on. One of the things that I've done as uh, Lieutenant Governor is put a duplicate payment system check in, uh, which we've recovered millions of dollars uh, of payments. Uh, we have uh, seen the Ohio Department of Medicaid do a, a number of amazing um, uh, prosecutions, uh, 177 of them uh, since 2022, uh, in their effort to uh, find waste, fraud, and abuse. And you know, it sends a message inside the system to other people. It's like, don't do this. We're going to catch you. Uh, and uh, so we're making progress, although technology allows us to catch more people, but technology also allows the cheaters the sophisticated cheaters to, to find new ways. So it's a, it's a constant battle that we're up against. It is, and it reminds me of a conversation I had uh, yesterday with uh, our local FOP president on uh, crime as well as a prior elected official, uh, Christopher Smitherman, on crime. And you need to prosecute the bad guys, this woke, not prosecuting, letting people off with a slap on the wrist. The, the message is telegraphed out to the rest of the world, and crime only increases when the word gets out that you're not doing anything about it. So I applaud all your efforts to do some high-level, very, very widely uh, broadcast uh, prosecutions, and so maybe we can deter some of these evildoers from ripping off the American taxpayer and, of course, the people who are in need of these various services. Yeah. I mean, anytime you're stealing from the taxpayers, not only is it a crime, but it's also resources that can't be deployed for actual people who need it. Amen to that. <clears throat> Moving over to topic number two, and this is a struggle. I know um, California and New York are reeling from the stupidity of their woke liberal policies. It seems that everybody that has any income has already moved out of those states and gone on elsewhere. We know Florida has been the recipient of a lot of those folks in Texas and some other states, um, how do we keep jobs and our graduates in the state of Ohio, or maybe as a parallel to that, lure some of these intelligent, money-making people into the state of Ohio? Well, first of all, you get you, you got to have you got to have jobs. When we do, I mean, we have the lowest unemployment rate in our state's history. We have a three point seven percent unemployment rate over the last twelve months. On average, we've been we've been uh, attracting uh, or creating uh, in our private economy in, inside the state, 6,600 jobs a month on average. So we have more jobs now 
than we had pre-pandemic in Ohio. So, so that's number one. First of all, you got to have a strong economy, and Ohio does. So there are plenty of places for them to go to work. Then it's getting the students connected with the employers before they even graduate, whether that's through our career centers in high school, um, whether that's through our community colleges and universities, internships, co-ops, apprenticeships, all of those things make it more likely that students, when they graduate, will stay, which is a super important thing to do. Uh, we, we started something, I created something when I was Speaker of the House in 2007 called the Choose Ohio for Scholarship. It was a STEM scholarship for Ohio high school graduates to go major in STEM at our two and four year institutions. 79% at the time, we were, our target was 80%, but 79% of the graduates go to work in Ohio. So if you go to school here in high school, you grew up here, you go to college here, you're more likely to stay. So that's, that's what we need to do with our own people. And then look, we're, we're creating some really high profile, you know, whether it's the Intel's or in Cincinnati, the, the MedPace, the GE Aviation, those are the kinds of, of jobs that you can recruit people to Ohio from other states. Uh, certainly with all the construction going on, we've had construction workers also come to Ohio from other states. Look, you're going to see that with the Brent Spence Bridge. You're going to have people wanting to come from other places to move here to build that. And then once they move here, then we got to keep the economy going to, to keep them here. So you're going to see a lot of those kinds of things happen. Uh, but we fall on this last one that right now employers are competing with the federal government or employees because the federal government keeps giving benefits to people even if they don't work. And that's ah. wrong, and that's what we got to fix. It is. And, you know, one of the things that I, I know a lot of uh, individuals not really truly pleased with McCarthy's uh, negotiating with uh, Joe Biden and how that ultimately worked out, and I think it did stave off a disaster. And when you only have a very small sliver of the three branches of government, it's difficult to get everything you want. But one of the things they did get was at least a change in the work requirements for TANF and SNAP benefits and the like. I would I would think and not only you know it, I find it offensive that an able-bodied person would live off the labor of someone else. If you're capable of work, you should work. It's part of the system. Then you can you, you can earn the right to complain about your taxes. Then, like we all do, but more workers that are able to work should work. Would, will that help by way of uh, filling some of the open job positions? I would think that if there are now a new group of people that are you know at least required to engage in some work or at least lift a finger to get some training, that that might solve some of the labor problems in Ohio. Uh, it absolutely should help at the margin. We need to be more aggressive and expand that to other programs. Yes. Though. So, yes, first of all, that was a good job by Republicans in Congress to get that piece, because that helps. Every little bit helps. The one piece that we still need, and understand, Governor DeWine and I asked for a waiver from President Trump when he was president, to allow us to require the Medicaid population, there's about 40,000 people that fall into this population, that they're adult, able-bodied, and childless who receive Medicaid benefits, but there's no work requirement. And that's the last piece of this that we really need to see happen. Uh, there's no reason that you should go to work every day to pay for your neighbor who won't go to work every day to receive free health care. That's not part of the social contract. It's not the way it's supposed to work. If you're able-bodied, I mean, let's think about this. If you're able-bodied and childless and at home and not working, what are you doing? Right. I, I mean, your life will get better if we find you a job. 
and put you to work and allow you to start to uh, earn and develop some uh, job place experience and then earn higher pay and lead a better life. That's what we want for everybody. That's what America, the idea of America is all about. And we have federal policies that undermine the principles of, of, of that American ethic. And that's the next piece that we really have to get accomplished. Agree all day long, Lieutenant Governor Houston. Now, I, and it always cracks me up, and I made this point before, I, first off, I've never heard an argument that made any sense to me on why able-bodied people shouldn't at least lift a finger to try to work or welcome the opportunity to work because the education opportunities are there. There's state assistance. There's federal assistance. There's job training. So there's no reason not to if you're able-bodied. But the left are the ones who don't want this requirement. They all seem to be a bunch of Marxists anyway. Whatever happened to from each according to his ability to each according to his need? If you have the ability, aren't you supposed to participate, Governor or Lieutenant Governor Houston? Yes, even even Karl Marx was yeah. that principle, right? He wrote it. <laughs> if, if you're if you're if you're young, particularly an able bodied, you should. It's, it's just it's not healthy for you not to be doing something productive. Uh, you know, as they say, idle hands do the devil's work, right? Well, yeah. that's, you know, you get yourself in trouble when you have too much time and you're not doing productive things. And certainly you can't expect your neighbors to subsidize that. No question but, about but, it. Look, you could, you could make the argument. I can understand from the political left that if the unemployment rate was 10%, well, you know, gee whiz, it's 10%, but it's the lowest in, in our history right now. Give states the ability to manage this. So, uh, if there's a job then you should go do it. I mean, if you go to ohiomeansjobs.com today, you'll see that there's 167,000 jobs open on one website oh my that word. can't be filled. Oh, my word. And, 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 and the majority of those jobs pay over $50,000 a year. So it's not like they're just bad jobs. These are a lot of you know jobs that you can support yourself on, particularly as a single childless person. But yet we can't get the federal government to give us the ability to require that. It's undermining the American economy. Uh, it, it is harmful to employers. And so uh, it, it's harmful to the person. It is. That is just not doing anything with their life. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let my children do that. And I shouldn't, I shouldn't want a policy for other people's children that I wouldn't employ in my own household. Agree all day long. I couldn't live with myself. I mean, I, I've wanted to work ever since I was able to push a lawnmower. I just wanted cash in my pocket and I didn't want to have to get on my bended knees and beg my mom or dad for it. There's a certain level of dignity that comes along with a job. Work is its own reward. <laughs> Lieutenant Governor John Hughes said, dignity all of work. It is the dignity of work. It is, and it's, and 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 literally, uh, people. You know, if you're working, you can. You have freedom. By by the way, you talk about freedom. Being dependent on government is not freedom. Freedom is when you can go make your own way in life and live your life like you want. And we we aspire. <sighs> everybody to live that way. Well, you don't mind, I'm going to put an exclamation point on that because uh, people have been required to pay into the Social Security program and apparently the government hasn't managed that quite well. So you planned on living on your Social Security payment. It's going to drop more and more and more as fewer and fewer people work and pay into it and as more and more people uh, get hooked up to it. That is a promise unfulfilled or will be unfulfilled by the federal government. So if you don't have to rely on them, you don't have to worry about you know how much you're going to get from the government. 
It's a frightening prospect not being free uh, from uh, their their reaches. Lieutenant Governor John Houston, thank you so much for the time you uh, spent with my listeners and me today. We'll get to work on that work for Medicaid program ASAP, right? Right. We got it. <laughs> Take care, my friend. Keep fighting the good fight. I hope we get to talk again real soon. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.